All right, now you listen to me and you listen good. You're not doing this listener discretion for you. You're not doing it for me. Who is it for? Isn't it obvious? It's for the family. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, Juggalos, Juggalettes, and those who don't identify as such. This is Juggalo Judgment, where two friends take time out of their busy schedules to sit down, listen to, and analyze music of the Juggalo variety. You're joined by your hosts, Mike and Shmeev. You went, like, full news anchor on that? I did! I was just, I was, I was trying to get, like, into a thing. I also so, didn't tell Something you. happened there, like, like well, usually whenever you do that, like, you're all, like, you go for the boisterous sound, yeah, but now and you just, happy and you really pulled it back, and I you were did. just like, yeah. I was also curious if you had even actually hit start, because it didn't look like anything changed. And I was just curious if you can check back to make sure that it did start recording. <laughs> it did. Okay, it did. <laughs> I think I was looking at the live, and that's why, so I was curious. Yeah, All right, sorry about that. I clicked the buttons. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, if you are a new listener, thank you for jumping in. Welcome. If you are a returning listener, thank you for continuing on this journey with us. Welcome back. We are, we're just, we're just chugging along into 2003. Yeah. We have already talked we, about uh, two releases in 2003. Uh-huh. We just talked about one a couple minutes ago. Yes. We finished up with Hatchet History, Hatchet Warrior. Hatchet I History. Keep, I keep saying Hatchet History. <laughs> Hatchet Warrior, which, as you recall, is pretty fucking good. We, we liked it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like, as somebody who has owned that album for quite a while... I fell in love with more tracks again. Like, it's a damn good uh, record, so if you didn't hear also, that one, go check the, it out. in the time since that recording, you've heard Joe Walsh's original recording of it. I City. did. You played it for me immediately after we, uh, we finished recording. And now that I have heard the original version, I have a greater appreciation for ABK's cover. Not saying that his version is better than the original one. The production is obviously better because of the time difference, but... No. It makes me think that, wow, they actually did a pretty decent job of covering this really damn good song. They sure did. So, if you haven't That's listened to that That's why I was so happy one, Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't listened to the original version of In the City, go and listen to it. And, and uh, damn- while, while you're at it, you can just watch The Warriors, because it's at the end of it. And in the span of two weeks, I have not watched The Warriors yet. No. no I, have not have, I have not had the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's been really busy. <laughs> um. So, yeah. We're done talking about ABK for the time being. We'll come Never back to again. Him. We'll come back to him in that fucking know. A couple episodes-ish. I mean, you should know. You're the one who put together the timeline. Yes, I have. And I'm still putting together this timeline. And yeah, it's a fucking long... And we still don't when know... When I say long and arduous journey, I mean... <laughs> we still don't know how much we're adding to it yet. You know, we've, got, uh, we've got some... we still got some questions floating in the air regarding video... Yeah, the visual projects. Um, yeah, we're, <laughs> we've got... There are only two certainties in that. They are Big Money Rustlers and Demons at the Door. <laughs> I don't remember agreeing to that one. I did. <laughs> I remember you saying, we're doing this one. Yeah. No affiliation from Insane Clown Posse, aside from it saying, featuring songs by Insane Clown Posse. How much more affiliation do you need? Oh, I, then it's I'm, all twisted head. Then I'm clearly going to have to buy that rat tail or whatever that features songs from Twisted. Yeah. I'll have to get that one next. But 
we're not talking about those today. What are we talking about? We're talking about Twisted and their EP for the fam. Yes. So for the fam was a free project that was released online. Um, It was kind of something to help. um, Hold up. So was the original Fudang. We didn't cover that, though. (laughs) We haven't really ever just talked about singles. It's not like Fudang was like an EP or a record that was released online. But it was an online release. And you were like, no, we're going to get it whenever it comes up on this other thing, because it wasn't a release, but it was. It was a release. And it got released physically in 2019. Yeah. It was already released. So we'll get to it. (laughs) This has not been put on anything else. So, there. Uh, so yes, this was a, uh, this was available on Twisted site for free download. Um, and it was basically to hold people over because, uh, their forthcoming project, uh, Green Book, got delayed. Ah, okay. Um, if I remember correctly, one of the reasons it got delayed is because somebody may or may not have been in jail at the time. Um, um or... So I think there's two things. Actually. So you're actually not certain about this. So if <laughs> if I'm going based on my knowledge of uh, the commentary tracks from the Purple Show, which we may may eventually talk about, um, I heard something about Monoxide Child potentially having been uh, in jail at the time. Oh. However, I also am aware of Monoxide having. Um, I think it was pretty severe anxiety or depression. I believe that that was one of the things I saw that they talked about at the gathering that year. Um, Let's see. That that's why they were kind of um, laying low at the m- uh, moment. Um, and, you know, he ended up see, uh, seeking help and getting things taken care of. So that was one of the reasons, it seems, why uh, the Green Book was delayed. Hmm. So... Because of that delay, they had some other tracks that were... I don't know if they had worked on them prior, or because some of these actually just heavily feature Madrox on them. Mm-hmm. Um, whether they were just songs that he had messed with or whatever. Um, but they decided to just put this out for free. Let Juggalos go ahead and listen to it, kind of as an apology that, hey, we couldn't get the Green Book out on time. Hopefully you guys appreciate this. Nice. So... uh this was something that I originally had downloaded way back on, like, Fago Lovers and um, Juggalo News. It ended up actually getting put out um, to stream on, like, Google Play Music, on uh, YouTube Music, Spotify, I think. I listened to it on SoundCloud. It's on SoundCloud right now. It's on uh, MNE's official SoundCloud. Um, and I had actually... It's just, really hard to find within SoundCloud, but if you Google it, yes. you'll get the SoundCloud link to it. Right. It's, yeah, it's, because it doesn't show up as Twisted for the fam, it's yeah. MNE, and then they put for the fam. Um, but I actually bought these tracks on Google Play Music uh, like two years ago because I was like, oh, they're on there. I wonder if they're higher quality than what the original downloads were. And they are slightly better. Not amazingly so, but slightly better. However, I found out recently that this EP, as well as at least two other ones that were tour exclusives, have now been taken off of streaming services, and I don't know why. And this is my concern with streaming being the primary media of how people are listening to music nowadays, because at 
any point, that music can just go and you're fucked because you can't listen to it again. Yep. This is why I still buy physical media. I just saw somebody on Twitter. I don't follow them, but I saw a response from somebody else towards it saying Juggalos need to stop uh, demanding physical releases of albums in today's day and age of streaming because of how expensive it is to press albums. I will half agree with you. I mean, you can release digital stuff anyway. Like, you can do digital downloads and stuff, and that's a fine alternative. One of the biggest issues is the fact that whenever you don't release something physically, physical medium is the best way to listen to stuff. Unless you have the goddamn master tracks, listening to a song on a CD player sounds better than ripping that song and putting it on my phone. Unless I'm ripping it as a fucking uh, wave file. Yeah, Yeah, lossless, okay. But not everybody has the space for that or whatever. Oh, no. Uh, So that's my thing. I I, I understand like streaming quality has always been shit. Right. (laughs) And nowadays, I'm only listening to streaming if it's songs that I don't really own. But recently, like, I have all of these, generally all of these CDs, um, or I bought the songs digitally. Um, and I still rip the albums and put them on my phone, but I'm only streaming stuff if for some reason I don't own the track or I haven't had time to put the stuff on my phone. Like last week's episode, uh, or not last week's, two weeks ago, our last episode. Um, I did not listen to my personal copy of Hatchet Warrior. I listened to it on YouTube music, which I have a subscription to. I listened to it on that just because it was convenient for me at the time. Yeah. Okay. Now I let you listen to my copy. Like I had it up there for you, and you listened to that. So you, yours probably sounded better than mine, but still, it wasn't bad. However, there's still stuff that I'm missing, obviously. But free downloads, cool. Yeah. But whenever you're, for whatever reason, removing access to that, it kind of sucks, especially yeah. for the people who only are listening to that. One of our, uh, one of yeah. our listeners. Um, listens on Spotify and doesn't own many of the physical ones. I actually ended up hooking them up with, uh, with a couple of them. Um, was like, oh man, I'm really bummed because they just took these ones off. And I'm like, fucking what? Mm. Like, I was surprised they were even on there. Like, I was aware they were on there. Yeah. But then just within the last, like, three or four weeks, they are gone off of all streaming services and I don't know why. They were Twisted releases and I'm wondering if it's because they were old psychopathic ones Mm. For whatever reason, they're not available to stream anymore. And it's that a, sucks when you don't actually shell out the money to buy them <laughs> and have your own copies. I have a fucking two terabyte external hard drive. There are so many. Th- th- they, I have so much music and porn. It's ungodly. But those are the two main commodities on that fucking thing. But if I lose that, if there are songs that were only available digitally, I'm fucked because I won't be able to find them again. Yeah, it's rough, man. It's uh. It's a big problem that exists in a lot of media. Um, you'll see it a lot in Fucking Netflix, old school games. Oh. Uh, there, there's there's a whole thing with just a lot of stuff that companies do for distribution is really bad for preservation of the art that is being created. Um, it's it's why there are people who dedicate their time to tracking down like obscure games and stuff or demos of like there are people who get wrong get hands on yeah who who will get their hands on like an unreleased thing that somebody just had from a company Uh that they were working at 
and they'll rip the ROM from it just for the sake of having it for posterity because it's important to have this kind of stuff and, you know, not lose this shit. And it's... We, we have it happening all the time. Whenever Square Enix trying to remake Final Fantasy games, they lost most of their code for the for older ones. They don't have half the stuff for Final Fantasy IX. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and whenever they did the re-release, they had to remake stuff for it, which, fine, but why the fuck are you just doing that? And part of it's that you... Whenever you're diving into a new medium like that, you don't think about it. Mm-hmm. Like, we delete stuff all the time. Things that we don't think we're ever going to need again because we're done. Here's the thing. It's finished. And then all the source for it's just fucking gone and you don't have any way to rebuild it for anything. Uh-huh. And, you know, it's... At this point in time, you gotta think about that. <laughs> like, you have to recognize that that's a thing anymore and people still don't. No. So, that's the thing. I mean, I I will still continue to buy physical media as long as it is being offered to me. I do get frustrated at times. Uh, one of the one of the biggest labels that's, that's been doing it recently that I support uh, is Strange Music. They have been steadily releasing EPs. Mm-hmm. Lots of EPs. I'm talking like the, there's a band on there um, called Above Waves. They sound kind of like um, Maroon 5. Okay. Um, like they could easily be on the radio. They're not bad. They had released three EPs, four tracks each. And I was like, okay, well, where's the full album? And the, the, I actually said that on Twitter and they were like, well, that's basically the album. Why is it that you're not marketing this to people more? And people are just getting these bite-sized chunks. Okay, fine. But if you're not being promoted like more than that, mm-hmm. like how else are you going to get that exposure? Right. Okay. Uh, Tech Nine and Chris Calco have just recently released EPs. I don't know. Like the one is called uh, Texas Interfere, and his I think his next album is going to be called Interfere. So I'm assuming those tracks are going to be on the next album. Mm. Chris Calico's he just released an EP on the same day as Tex, and will release a new one. I think. Well, it'll already be out at this point. Um, but I don't know if those tracks are going to be on Chris Calico's next full length album. Yeah. Okay. So many people on that label are just releasing four-track EPs. Okay, fine, but are you going to release those on a grander scale for other people? And again, I understand the issue of distribution, costing money, and everything like that, but I don't know. I'm old school, but I'm also, like, weird in the sense that, yeah, I'll buy the physical media to immediately put it on my phone and listen to it that way. I just like having that physical backup so that I don't lose it if it's taken away on a grander scale. For sure. There's there's a lot of, like, in, in the modern... Like, the modern stuff that we have in the music world is not always very well used mm-hmm. by people, especially older artists who are just not as into it. And it's sad, because, like, there's so much for you to work with that will help... The thing... Anyway, this is why uh, piracy is good, because of art, like, preservation of art. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's that's why I'm not too pressed about piracy. I mean, there are people who are pretty shitty about it, but there are a lot of people who just simply use it for the purpose of making sure things aren't lost. Yeah. And as far as, like, there's there's artists where if this is the main thing you do, like, and obviously you want to make money off of that as if it's to support, you know, your lifestyle and everything, it is rough whenever what you're putting your time and effort into is being just taken and you're not making money off of it. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, things that are considered piracy sometimes also include a person who legitimately purchased a thing and then just kind of found a way to preserve it on their own without distributing it. Like, people can get busted for something that's literally not piracy. Right. (laughs) Like, that that goes into, um, oh, what was that big issue that happened in the, like, early mid-2000s where Sony uh, put this anti-piracy software in their CDs? Good God. Oh, this, no, so this is some bullshit. It would play, your CDs would play in a CD player. Mm. Would not play in a computer, and you couldn't rip them. Mm. It would unknowingly to you install software that prevented your computer from ripping it. Jesus Christ. Uh, it was, the software was, I, I know this because I owned a couple of the CDs that did it. Uh, and I was, and like people, I don't know who it was, sued Sony for it and Sony, oh, and Sony lost. Oh yeah, because you can't do that. Yeah. You, they, they literally sold you something with features that they did not tell you were in it. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> it says on the bo- on the bottom on the back of the CD like this has copyright uh, protection software on there but, but you can't oh, install it without them worse. knowing it my <laughs> little john and the east side boys part 2 CD the um uh triple x2 soundtrack i believe had it and i think that the more music from the fast and the furious soundtrack had it as well but i think for some reason i was able to work around that because i need to listen to watch your back like you wouldn't fucking believe and i was pissed when i found out about the triple x2 soundtrack one because that soundtrack has an awesome ass mashup by bone crusher and three days grace Uh, fucking awesome but hey we're way off topic. We have to make up for the fact that this is such a short fucking album. This is is this is an EP. We're we're talking about a five track EP. Four of the tracks are actually songs. Um, but this was just something that that came up. But the fact that this was again a free download by Twisted um, to help tie people over, super cool. Um, Twisted, if for some reason you're listening to this and I totally got it wrong as to why Green Book got delayed, uh, I apologize. Please do Let not us send know. Dustin to beat me up. Um, <laughs> Come on the show. We'll talk about it. S- similar to track si- uh, track five here. We'll have an interview. <laughs> um, I won't but, prepare for anything. No, no. We'll just be hanging out. Yeah. Uh, we might have to like find some other place to do it because not a lot of room. I don't think you can smoke in this house. No, <laughs> probably not. It's not mine. I don't know. Where. I live here, but <laughs> I don't think my landlord really wants anybody smoking in it. <laughs> yeah, it's probably. probably. Okay. All right. Well, I think we should just get into it. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, don't say it. Don't say it. We're not. No. Okay. We're just. We're it's just, time. It's time to do what we always do. To 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 crack open a fago. That was a beautiful craft. Uh, it really was. Yes. <laughs> what do we have this time? Well, last week, two weeks ago... Two weeks ago. We keep saying last. Five minutes ago. <laughs> was so... So successful that we actually bought a brand new bottle of Fago Cola. Another two and a half liter. Yeah. Fuck them threes. Fuck them twos. We downed the entire one Down- from last Destroyed time. it. You heard me that time. Yeah, you heard it. Yeah. I left that in. Yep. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. 
Once again, got that some delicious, delicious, genuine Fago delicious cola. Yeah, mm. nice pour. That asthma. So, so nice. Oh, yes. So, it's time to dig into Twisted's For the Fam with the first track. Wig Split Jalapeno and Nacho Dip Mix. Mike, what are we hearing right now? We are hearing a remix of Die Motherfucking Die. Mm-hmm. So, are we just talking over this then? Yeah, let's see. Okay. I mean, we're familiar with the song. Um, Everybody's heard it. So, fun fact about this song. Yeah. This is the first, not the first version that I heard of this, of, of Die Motherfucker Die, uh, but it is the first one that was fully unedited. Uh, uh, if you remember, um, there are two lines that are censored in the nationwide release of Most Tasteless, yes. um, which was on, the, the, the obviously, the second re- uh, release of Most Tasteless, yeah. and I had heard that first, and then I heard this, and I was like, oh, they say other words there? I didn't know what that was. <laughs> and it was weird. So it wasn't until I then, you know, heard this and then bought the regular version of Most Tasteless um, that I was able to actually understand everything. Um, so yeah. This is literally just, uh, the, the mix is different. It's a different instrumental. Yeah. Um, it's. I have no idea who produced any of these, by the way. There's no, uh, yeah, I have no production credits. Like, anywhere. Yeah. That was a thing that I had. I'm sorry. Yeah, there's... I, I have not found anything. Um, let me... I'll, I'll double check real quick. Um, so, I'm gonna talk about this track real quick. As, as far as remixes go, this one kind of plods, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, like, all downbeat. There's no interesting, like, syncopation or call-and-response stuff with the way that it's... I mean... The line that the, the like the little melody the bass thing is a call and response, but barely. <laughs> the original one I feel just had a really nice feel to it. It it played off itself really well, and the different like it's they almost structured it the same way mm-hmm. because in the original it's more or less the same thing throughout the whole thing. They just layer more in for the hook. Mm-hmm. Like they do with this, right? I just feel like the original just had a more interesting sound to it. It felt more rhythmically just interesting and complex mm-hmm. without you know going too overboard. This one is just I don't know. It just doesn't feel that that great. It's mediocre if I was going to say anything about it. And in some ways, whenever you do a remix, one of the problems that you can run into at times is that when a person is rapping a specific thing, they're rapping over the beat that they have. Right. So they're rapping to the set, to the feel of that, you know? You know what I'm saying? So whenever you do a remix, you have to kind of account for that. Yeah, it has where to they're be not re-recording sim- it. Yeah, it's not it has to be done in a similar style to what they were originally going at in the first place. And in some ways I just feel like this one falls flat. So, I actually don't mind this mix that much. Yeah. Um, 
I like what they do in the chorus, uh, where there's like it's kind of a synth yeah, style yeah. thing. I like that a Matt lot. Professor synth. It sounds fucking cool. Um, but I, I I can see where you're coming at from the the idea of it just like falling flat like throughout the rest of it. But one thing that I never noticed until doing our listens for for the show is there are words that I did not realize. I've been saying wrong this entire fucking time, and I didn't realize it because of some of the hits that happen in the original version are happening right when they're saying a specific word. Oh. So I've been saying the wrong word all the fucking time. Oh. Waking up in puddles of sweat, or with puddles of sweat and cotton mouth. Oh. I've been saying bullets of sweat. Huh. Which could also technically work, yeah, I mean, like sweat and bullets. But no, it's puddles. I yeah. fucking know that. And there's uh, there's another line I can't remember, but it's a it's a Madrox one that I've been saying wrong this entire fucking time, and I never realized it. Huh. And I think it might just because this, and you know, granted the the mix on this is not that great, but because it's a little more subdued, I was able to actually hear it this time. Huh. So it's not as good as the original, but I still appreciate it. Yeah. Um, and it's it's. Definitely cool because we don't hear them do many remixes. Yeah. Uh, especially not at this point uh, in in their career. I don't think that they really had done anything with the exception of like the Somebody Dissing You, which was kind of more of like a, a original mix where they yeah. put Blaze on there. Like I think that was the original version and then they cut it or whatever the fuck they did with that. I have no idea. Um, but nothing else has been pretty much remixed at that point. So It sounds like a Fritz the Cat. It does, and I think it probably is. <laughs> um, I think that this that all of these ones are likely done by Fritz. Um, it would be weird if they were done by anybody else. I don't think that they did anything with like Mike P or anything. Um, and the thing was, where there's a period of time where it seems like Twisted, whether it was at this point or slightly later, that they were kind of not necessarily distancing themselves from psychopathic, but trying to kickstart their own thing. Oh, yeah. They're, they're trying to establish their own separate... Like, they, they, they didn't want to be seen as, like, just an addendum to ICP. Well, it's not just that. It's... They were trying to... It seemed like they were trying to start their own label. Oh, uh, okay. So, one Is of the guys... Is this the beginning? There was, uh... There was a, a talk of a thing called Magic Records. Okay. Okay. Um, when we were watching Big Money Hustlers, there's a guy who's at the very end that they mentioned, and we hear his name uh, in some songs here and there called Tom Dub. Yes. Who was working with them, I think, kind of like, he might have been a tour manager, but, like, it seemed like he was trying to work with them to start up another label, and whether that would have been done through Psychopathic or on their own, I'm not completely sure. Yeah. Um, but... This was around that time where it seems like they might have just kind of been doing their own thing, whether that was to get that started or just because it's what they wanted to do at the time. So I think that Fritz is the one who handled pretty much all this because Fritz was doing almost all of his work exclusively with Twisted. Yeah. We did hear last episode that he did some stuff with ABK, For which sure. again, I was surprised on. I didn't know who was doing what with ABK's album. But yeah, I would not be surprised if this was Fritz. Again, I just wish the mix was a little bit better. Like, it could have sound cleaner. It, it was obviously the original vocals and stuff, so, I mean, they were just kind of working with... Oh, 
I understand that. But I mean, I think the other issue too is there's only so high a quality that they could have available for people to download for free in 2003. Yeah. Because let's think about how good people's internet was back then. Right. (laughs) So, you know, I'm sure people probably spent like... 20 minutes downloading this record, you know, if will, not longer than that. I, I, no, I will say, I had dial-up back in the day. Right. I could still get tracks off Napster <laughs> in a couple minutes. <laughs> At, okay, one tr- like a track but in a couple minutes. But at this point, people, said, people started having DSL and straight-up cable. It was working. In 03? I think so, yeah. I have no idea. I don't remember what, what... That would have been the year before I started high school? Yeah, a lot of my friends had cable. I have no idea what I had back then. I don't know. Let me know how you downloaded this uh, this record if you were listening to them back in 2003. 2003 was the age of like people getting into World of Warcraft and stuff. What's up, y'all? Shmeev here with a quick correction. World of Warcraft was, in fact, released in 2004. Uh, Were I anything but a fool, I would have said EverQuest, which was released in 1999. My bad. Back to the episode. Let me know what character you play. Let me know what character you play on World of Warcraft. I play a nothing because I've never touched it. (laughs) I played a night elf or something. I've I've never gotten into. I don't. I don't play online stuff. Yeah, I never had a computer worth trying out. <laughs> I didn't get, I didn't do very much in WoW because I stopped playing it very quickly. Valid, but hey, we're not That's talking about split. that. We're not talking about WoW. We're talking about Superstar. What's up, man? What up? Can you believe I went in this motherfucking place? And this- this arrogant son of a bitch behind the counter had the nerve to call me a fucking superstar. Rockstar. No, I, no, a superstar. A rock star nonetheless, but a superstar. Yes, no. And and what I don't understand is how the fuck am I a superstar? How are you a superstar? We don't got a fucking video on MTV. No. I got one car, and it's got a flat tire and a fucking broken rear view mirror. I got two cars. You got two cars? No. You might be a superstar. No. Now, I seen you fly around the hood. You might be Never. a superstar. Okay, well, look, so I don't understand that shit. Basically, that shit ain't shit to me. I ain't a motherfucker. You could be a rock star. You You could be a rock star. With a little bit of effort and a video, I can work you into some A&R. I can get you on the radio. You, my friend, can be a rock star. Warp Tour, baby. I got my homie in the car waiting all night long. I ain't shit. Yeah. You could 
let the whole world know. The only way I get some pussies is the bitch is a hoe. Superstar. So, if I remember right, 2003 is when Twisted first went on Warped Tour. Oh, okay. Um, let me let me double check. Uh, Twisted Warped Tour. Yeah, 2003, and it did not go well for them. Really, people hated them. Jesus Christ. Um, I think at one of the shows, uh, Monoxide jumped off stage and like fought somebody who threw shit at them or whatever. Oh. I think that that's the case. I could be wrong. Um, again, my apologies if I'm getting it wrong, but I have heard that it did not go well for them. Huh. Um, yeah. Talking about how Twisted got booed and all that. Um, let's see. Didn't go very well, as I recall. I also think an issue with D12 is what got them to stop playing those shows, in addition to the hate they got. But I could be confusing this with the D12 and Esham slash Nodus being kicked off in 2001. So, yeah. They uh, they toured Warped um, in 2003. I was under the impression that it did not go well for them. They were the only psychopathic uh, act to ever do Warped. And that's why some people were like, when Twisted went and did it again uh, back in... 2018? Is that when it was? Was that... If that was when the last Warped Tour was, then yeah, they did that. Sounds about right. People were like, why are they doing it? Because it went so bad last time. And they were like... They were getting a bunch of the bands who did prior ones together. They asked if we wanted to do it, and we were like, yeah. Yeah, it's a new fucking world, man. (laughs) And no joke, given some of Twisted's music that they've done in the last couple of years, pretty good fit for Warped. Yeah, yeah. And... They're now, mind you, a better fit now than they were then. Uh, easily, easily, yeah. especially with their last album, definitely made for for that yeah. crowd. But hey, they had a pretty decent sized crowd when I saw them in Pittsburgh. But yeah, it was just funny whenever they're like Warped Tour, baby, and like <laughs> it reminds me of like on Bury Me Alive when you have Violent Jade at the very beginning mm-hmm. saying about like, oh, I'm getting you on this and this and blah blah, blah. and he mentions Warped on that too, and it happened and it did not work. Yeah, but. The, the the Twisted of this time period was not a good fit for Warp Tour. No. The Twisted of today is a very good fit for Warp Tour. But it won't happen again, because well, Warp Tour's dead, even though they had two shows last year, and yeah. Twisted was on one of them. <laughs> um, so, I think they finally, started, finally figured out a way to hydrate people at Warp Tour, so that's good. <laughs> um, remember back on uh, Forgotten Freshness 3, when there was a song called Superstar? Oh, yeah. Who has the better Superstar song? I don't think I really cared about it at all in either case. Really? I don't remember. I don't care for the ICP one too much, so this one kind of wins by default. I And I could be wrong, but I think that this instrumental is not an original instrumental for them. It I think that it's something. <laughs> but I, I cannot remember, and it's bothering me. So if anybody knows I think it's, if this is a, a, a stolen beat, I which they could do because it was free. I think it's adjacent to something. I don't think it is a straight-up riff from something else. I don't know. I feel like it is. But anyway, they're, they're kind of talking about how like people at, at their level of fame are, aren't aren't necessarily doing as well as some people think they are. Right. Even though I'm pretty sure they were doing pretty well. Not like, you know, limos and shit. 
But they're doing, they're doing right. better than the common person. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, anybody who's releasing multiple albums and being able to tour is likely doing better than the average person. It's iffy. <laughs> you know, it, all, it, it depends. That could very well be the opposite case. I don't know. I don't tour. I don't make music. But to to the average person, you know, we're seeing, you know, these artists who are fucking, you know, oh, you're rocking, you're going on tour for, you know, two months and rocking shows, you know, damn near every night. Things are going great for you. Awesome. Like, I'm homeless for several months. <laughs> yeah, like... I'm living fuck. out of a bus. Yeah. Or my my fucking station wagon. You know? We've we've I'm pretty sure we've mentioned before about how like artists who don't have like those major labels behind them or whatever tour so goddamn much because that is one of their biggest uh like that's how they get the majority of their money. So yeah, making money on these tours, A, you gotta think about all the people that you gotta pay on that tour. Mm-hmm. And B, you are away from your home and your family, all that shit, so it's not everything that's cracked up to be. My pillow is the towel I shoved in my bass drum to dampen it. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, I mean, they do, uh, I mean, yeah, I guess, like, on the surface, yeah, this, this track is a little bit different than what I initially thought it was. That's what I read out of it. I mean, you know. Yeah, let me see something real quick. Dupertar. Yeah, this. Yeah, this is this is. It's almost like. Is this kind of like? You know how most of the the other twisted songs are like talk themselves up mm-hmm. and yet this one's kind of like the opposite of it. A little bit, yeah. Um, well, except Madrox's. Madrox is kind of like going with the whole thing. He's saying like, yeah, you can like give me all these props, but the very last line is even though I ain't shit and everybody knows it. It's yeah. like, okay, like, do we even go anywhere with this song? <laughs> I like the beat. <laughs> the beat works for it. Yeah, it's alright. I like Blaze yelling in the chorus. <laughs> Superstar! You ain't shit! I love when Blaze yells. So, just when Blaze is on a track. Blaze was not yelling that That's much true. on, on Hatchet yeah, Warrior. He kept it chill. I don't think he yelled, like, at all on anything he did. I mean, his verses still had the Blaze voice. We're not passing to you, bitch! Pass it back! I think that's the most he yells. <laughs> and that's barely yelling. <laughs> that's like a five for me. <laughs> Which is like a two for him. <laughs> so, I got nothing else on this one. It's for, for it being the first, like, original song on here. It's not bad. I think it's, I think it's pretty decent. Yeah. Ready to move on? I think so. Track three. Gravy Boats. Pocket like Uncle Sam in the income tax. Can you relax? When shit is running mile a minute, 
so obese that it's tipping the scale up in the hail. Heavy hot motherfucker walking the earth since childbirth. Never went to school and when I did I ate my homework. Never played the fool and if I did I was a poser. You can't blame a nerd for trying to get closer. Now I'm the poster boy. For geeks and freaks and chainsaw murderers that seldom ever speak. They call me Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Cause I was so fat my arms looked like they were sectioned off in rubber bands. Would it ever change? I prayed and hope you go a scoop of mashed potatoes. See the chorus for the gravy boat. Gravy Boats. This is a grooving fucking track. This is a pretty damn fun song. Oh, yeah. I really dig it. I like it a lot. Um, It's funny, because I, I almost never listened to this one. Not that it's not that it's a bad track or anything. Huh. But, like, I guess it's just because I never, like, really paid attention to it. I mean, there's not a lot to pay attention to on it, honestly. It's a general track about, like... Kind of like making it, I guess. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> what it seems like. I mean, it's it's very twisted it's, in it's, that it's, like it's, it's twisted. They're it's, they're saying the things, and you can kind of figure out maybe what they're trying to say, but also you can't because they're just it's twisted. But they rhyme. <laughs> they do. They rhyme so well. Like I want to see like, and we we've talked about like how many times twisted can make shit that's like. Okay, you're making this song, but what is it actually about? Like, am I able to apply that argument with any of the other artists that I really, really enjoy that aren't, like, underground ones or whatever? Like, are there mainstream artists that I genuinely listen to consistently that have this same problem? (laughs) And I need to look into that now. And sadly, the only one that's sticking out to me is DMX. (laughs) (laughs) Because Party Up makes no goddamn sense. <laughs> it doesn't. There's not like he, he doesn't say anything in it. He's, he's saying what he says in everything. He's mad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm the dog. Exactly. What else does he have to say? DMX is the Twisted of New York. Party Up and Where the Hood At are the same song. Oh, also, X Gonna Give It To You. X Gonna Give It To You. It's the same song. Any DMX song worth listening to is the same song. Oh, have you ever listened to the intro from It's Dark and Hell? No. Oh, it's so good. We've basically listed all of the songs that I know from DMX. <laughs> oh, that's sad. Is it, though? Yes, because intro on It's Dark and Hell is Hot is fucking amazing. Huh. It's a really good song. Um, Yeah. Gravy boats. It's gravy it, boats. It's, it's, I mean, like, it's gravy boats. I feel bad. Like it grooves. Uh, it's hard for me to uh, determine if this is in fact a Fritz one. It's. It could be. It could be a Fritz, but I lean towards not as much for this one. It's hard to tell. I wish that there was fucking like credits for anything anywhere, but there's literally nothing. <laughs> it's the most goddamn annoying thing ever. Like, it could be, it's just not so much, it doesn't sound like a, like a Fritz to me. I don't know. Yeah, I, and my thing is too, is I don't know if, uh, if they released it, um, or or rather if this was a sample from somebody, Mm. because there is a track on here that has a sample, it's not this one. Also, I'm looking and I'm wondering if we did these in the wrong order, because it looks like this came out two weeks 
before Hatchet Warrior. This is the order they were in. Oh, I know. Cloud. I no, oh, no, you no, mean no, oh, the, the albums? I'm saying how we're doing this. Ah, who cares? But you know what? Fuck it. I'm trying to get it as close as I goddamn can. <laughs> I'll release them in the proper order, and people will be very confused. No, no, just do it. We we know what we're doing. It's like whenever we did Most Tasteless before. Uh, um, or no, when we did, I think, Forgotten Freshness before we did Most Tasteless. Was that how it was? I don't remember. We did one of, one of something first, and it was because of Twisted being featured on something else. And we were dragged all over the internet for that. Exactly. It was the worst. It was a fucking bloodbath. I know. I will forever regret it, and it will haunt me to the end of my days. Ruin my life. Again. Um, press F for sympathy. <laughs> Right now. F's in chat, please. <laughs> Want to move on? I think I'm ready to move on. Let's move on! Track number four! Light and Truth. Something takes a pot. <laughs> <laughs> Young and dumb, cause of my appearance I'm walking with the dead, and talking to the spirits Open is the ear when the nigga broadcasts Hidden between the channels, the remote pass You don't have to ask, I understand you're scared Sitting at the table, you so eagerly prepared Are you ready? Here's the world in a nutshell Evil is everywhere, everybody got a place in hell And heaven's gates are tall and strong And the Father is forgiven for however you're wrong If you think life is a game of chance Be prepared to throw down when it's time to dance If you're young, enjoy Cause your youth is gold and never waste time Every single day you grow old Written is a page in a book for you And hard times and bad luck to see what you would do Now we look to the sky for the light and truth I'll see you again in the morning Now we look to the sky for the light and truth I'll see you again in the morning Light and Truth. Yeah. This is the song that has a sample. Oh. It samples the song 3000 by Dr. Octagon, uh, hmm. which came out in, like, 1996, I guess. Um, I don't know anything else about it. I don't know who... Uh, instrumentalist. Doc, uh, Dr. Octagon, producer Dan the Automator. I don't know. So, it's literally just an instrumental track. Um, huh. So, this is a, a Madrox solo track. Yeah. And based on some of the lyrics, this, I think, was meant to be on the Green Book, um, which would be coming out, obviously, a little bit later on. I mean, he says, written in the pages of, uh, of the book, or whatever. Um, but this, for it just being a Madrox solo song, I, I really dig this one. Oh. You don't like it, do you? I didn't have much to say about it. Uh -huh. I said, nice corn cover. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. It's okay. I, I mean, like, I'm just, I don't know. It's just whatever. I don't know. I, I mean, on this, on this EP, like, I think that this is, like, it's one thing that the fact that this is such a, a tucked away project of work that Twisted did. Mm -hmm. This is honestly a hidden gem, in my opinion. I think that this is a really fucking good track. Um, 
it's kind of uplifting um because he's kind of like if i if i'm interpreting it correctly it's kind of like yo like you have to be able to like pick yourself up like away from the bullshit that you're constantly dealing with like cuz everybody has that shit that they got to do you know you got to take care of your own shit you know mm-hmm. i i don't know i i don't have much on this one Guys, I'm yeah. sorry. I did not have notes for this episode. I'm fucking sorry. I did. I just didn't have anything to say about it. Like I know, but I just I want to say more good things about the song, and I can't because I haven't fully processed it right. But I do really like this fucking song. Um, I guess we can relitigate for a second. White people in the N word. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> Says it once. Which okay, real quick. This is funny. Go to genius. As much as we say that Genius is kind of shitty, because it kind of is. Look up the lyrics for this song. Everything is written as it should be. There's still some, like, incorrect words here and there. They censor the word fuck. They do. They censor the word fuck on the lyrics of Genius, but the N-word is written out. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) I don't understand it. It's weird. It's weird. But... You know, what, what, what are you going to do about it? Wait, wait, what are you going to do about it? Don't, don't do that. Kill him. Don't do that. We had this really long discussion about separating music from reality. And how they can't do that. <laughs> but you have to. <laughs> All right. Anything else on this? No. Alright. Well, now we're going to talk about a track that was not put on uh, the release that you could pay for slash download um, when it was released uh, on like Spotify and all that crap uh, within the last couple of years, the one that got taken off. This was on the original release, but for some reason they didn't put it back out. And I don't... I'm sure there's a reason, but this is just uh, an interview uh, done with Monoxide. I don't know with who, though. I don't either. I don't know either. I mean, we're not really gonna do much with it. So, we'll just talk over this a little bit. Um, but it's actually, uh, I, I never really paid attention to this interview in the past, um, because it's just talking, there's no music, and I'm like, oh, I want to listen to music. Um... Cool. But this interview that was taken uh, with Monoxide, I'm assuming, was done uh, in earlier 2003 or maybe late 2002. It really, um, it kind of opens up uh, a lot of. It answers a lot of stuff that I was like confused about with how Twisted were operating at that time. Um, we hear them talking like right now about how they're not able to tour similarly to how ICP does because just their association with Insane Clown Posse prevents them from uh, actually performing in certain venues, in certain towns. Like, it's very interesting hearing how that affiliation kind of, like, really fucking hurt them. Right, and and it's very, very surprising because 
Monoxide says about how people, you know, when they won't let ICP play, it's because, like, oh, well, you know, they don't want the Fago damaging everything in their venue. Uh, or He says they got reason to hate you. Yes. <laughs> they have reason to dislike ICP, but just because of Twist's association, being on that same label, having toured with ICP, you know, when they started in Psychopathic, that became a detriment to them. Yeah. Because they weren't able to just go into these nationwide tours on their own. You know, it might have been one thing if they were helping support a different act, I guess, but just them trying to do things on their own, they could not get played in certain cities. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. And, you know, that, what I think happens nowadays is we hear the people who dislike Twisted and say, like, you know, they backstabbed ICP because of this and that and all this stuff. Like, ever since the split happened with Twisted Leading Psychopathic, and they say, well, ICP did so much for Twisted and all this stuff. And, yes, but, yeah, that's the caveat. When I'm hearing this right here, saying that ICP did help Twisted, yeah, it helped get them to a larger audience nationwide. It's undeniable. Okay. However, it also hurts whenever you're not able to actually showcase your talent to more people without being associated with them. Like, you have right. to have them in, like, you have to be, well, it's not even that you have to have them in tow, they have to have you in tow for, right. it to, for you to be able to do anything. Right. But it's the fact hamstrings that, you. But, yeah, but not just that, it's the fact that, oh, well, you work with those people who make all this kind of music, and we've heard about Okay. What the fans do at those shows, we don't want y'all here. Yeah. So that's the thing. You gotta take that like you can't just take that at face value. Like you have to look into that. This part right here, where they're talking about how Mirror Mirror was uh, released, how it was ten tracks. Yeah. I didn't realize that that was meant like tracks for that were meant to be the Black Magic release, which was their rock project. Uh, and they just decided to scrap it being Black Magic because it didn't feel like what they wanted Black Magic to do. Yeah. And so they just created Mirror Mirror. And they said that they, they still called it an EP because they kind of just wanted it to be like, oh, well, I guess I'll buy this EP. And then people open it up and they're like, oh, ten whole fucking tracks. Yeah. Which was a surprise. big deal. Yeah. Because it wasn't an EP, and I've talked about this before. I talked about it on the Mirror Mirror episode. It's not a fucking EP. And he basically says that right here. Like, they called it an EP more or less for not exactly marketing purposes, but kind of in, in the whole thing. Just a kind of a misdirect, subtle misdirection because they didn't release any information about the tracks and the track listing and how many things were on. Right. And they didn't really have to because it was being put out by themselves. They didn't have to release that info to another label. Yeah. So, whatever. Uh, this part right here where they're talking about Through Your Eyes, which we talked about yes. of the alleged diss towards Violent J. Okay. There's people nowadays that still think that Through Your Eyes is a diss to Violent J. There's a track that comes on a later project, also from 2003, that people think is a diss to Violent J. And like, whether you want to take 
this interview from 2003 and still try and apply it to today in 2020, I think you have to... This is one of the things where I look at it at face value. Like, this is the point of time where Twisted is really starting to come on their own. They're about to release their third LP, which is going to be, at that point, their biggest release to date. Okay. They are doing their best to grow as artists but whether there really was the tension that's hinted at, I don't know if that's there. Right. And we we hear like with with the, the thought of the, again Magic Records being a thing. A lot of people thought that they were just going to be leaving ICP in the dust or just saying, you know, fuck this, we're leaving. Yeah. But no one ever saw anything, like, in public, like, of, you know, right. verbal altercations between ICP and Twisted. You know, not I know of. Like, it seems like it was all whatever. But... And, again, shout-outs to Instagram user Twisted History. Violent J used to go on uh, AOL and in chat rooms or whatever as uh, Nobody Fresh and would kind of just talk about stuff that was going on at Psychopathic. And one of the things that he had mentioned was it seems like Twisted is going to be leaving. Uh, and I'm assuming that it was taking place after this EP dropped. So it makes me wonder, okay, well, what really was going on behind the scenes? Yeah. I like how Minoxide on, in this interview uh, with, I think, the Through Your Eyes thing, Flat Out says... That I don't fuck with the internet because yes. of all this stuff. Monoxide stays off the internet, is what he says. <laughs> Fast forward, Monoxide is on the internet a lot. He does Facebook Live and Instagram Live videos of him, like, hotboxing and answering people's questions and shit like that. I think when he says he stays off the internet in this, he means he's not paying attention to other shit. He's... Um, I'm sure even in that time, he used it for his own purposes and stuff. Oh, I mean, no, I, I get that. I mean, just saying, like, it's interesting <laughs> that, like, we're seeing that difference of, you know, back then, like, no, I don't involve myself in that bullshit. Like, you know, y'all y'all are thinking that we did Violent J. Like, hell no. Why would we do that and all this shit? But then, like, nowadays, it's like, this is what's going on. Like, it's not a diss. We're telling you what's happening. Yeah. It's it's very interesting to see the the drastic change that seventeen years seventeen yeah I was I was thinking about it um, whenever, you, whenever you brought up two years I was like oh wait there's a hmm. <laughs> and and again all we can say based on this interview is you know what people were were hinting at or thinking about online or whatever in the words of Alan J purely speculation yeah I don't know the fact that Monoxide seems so candid about this. And upfront about, like, this is why we did this. This is why we did this. This is why we can't do this, whatever. Right. I like that. Yeah. Like, I like hearing about that stuff. I don't I don't believe that there is any amount of animosity between them beyond, like, I, th I think that mostly it was animosity towards the people who were really hamstringing them. Because, I mean, like, 
Yes, ICP's general behavior and stuff was bad for them because of what other people did, but I mean, it's what the other people did that fucked them. Right. Like, ICP's own actions may be inadvisable in some ways, mm -hmm. but, uh, you know, you can't put that on, like, you can't put how people associated Twisted with it on them. Right. Like, that's the people who associated Twisted with it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you, you can kind of see that, like, while there wasn't animosity per se, there was still the whole frustration of it that they yeah, had to... Like, man, fuck, uh, we just got... Like, they had to figure out this. a way to get away from it right. so they could be able to do their own thing. And when did they split off? Of Psychopathic? Yeah. Uh, end of 2012. Really late. Yes. <laughs> I would have expected it to be a lot earlier than that. End of 2012. Is that, that's uh, when Magic Ninja Entertainment was? Magic Ninja did not get founded until 2014. Holy shit. Either end of 2013 or early 2014. Because so, I would have expected it to be not long after this. Well, this is... And that's the thing. The idea of Magic Records yes. having been conceived in 2003... Yeah. And we'll talk about it more when we get to Green Book, I believe. But it looked like it was almost surefire. And then something happened. Yeah. That... Shut that shit down. I'm going to try and do more research on it so that I know and can convey the correct info. But, yeah. I wonder if... I'm just going to speculate real quick. Uh, Purely I, speculation. We're going to talk about it in... Is it next week? When are we doing Green Book? Uh, I think By we, next week, I mean in two weeks. I, no, I, I think we have a couple... Uh, I think we have some things in between. Let me double check, though. Uh, let me because... The drive up here. I would put the, I would I would put forth the speculation because I don't know, but Green Book was a big hit for them, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it seems like it was like uh, it, it fucking like really did did a number from, on the from what I understand in the Juggalo Green, world. Green Book is one of it's regarded as one of Twisted's better albums. Okay. Um, I know I'm sure there's people who still prefer like. Well, tasteless and freak show, but I mean, that, like that was that was the Green Book seems like it was an album that they put all their eggs in that basket. And um, my my question is more so if it paid off. <sighs> I don't know because I would assume if it did particularly oh, well, Green Book would be nice. Oh, okay. Unless we do Purple Show. But. My, my, my assumption would be that if Green Book did do exceptionally well in, in the ways that they would hope that it would, that it probably helped a lot with the problems that they were having in terms of right. separating themselves from the ICP image. Right. And no, I agree. That would really kind of, you know, they, they wouldn't really need to split off so imminently. Right, right. As, as they may have seen it at the time. Like, at the time, they were probably looking at it like, we really need to do something about this because it, that it's a big fucking problem. Right. Uh, yeah, but it's like, it's like if, if we can't... Book hit and really, you know, squashed all of that for them, they probably just looked at it as like, oh, no, we're recognized as our own thing now. Mm. We can kind of back off this. Right. And and as as much as we... You know, we seem to go into these discussions more and more with Twisted. Um, and I think part of it is because, like, well, we know what happens at the end. Oh, yeah. We know what goes <laughs> on. And it's and this is kind of like 
us piecing together like what little bits kind of led up to all that end. So I mean, because it's not, I don't it's not me saying it's not me personally saying twisted for life. Fuck ICP. It's like I'm saying. Well, what, yeah, you are. Um, <laughs> it's like okay, well, like what what can we say attributed to this eventual you know separation, this divorce. Yeah. Of like the two biggest acts on this label that we're talking about. I literally just had to ask when it happened because I don't know any of that stuff. And I'm right. kind of. Because I know it happened, every time that we see something like this, I'm like, that's a very possible mm-hmm. contributor to it. And now that I know that it was fucking nine years, nine later. years later, it's like, mm, no. Nah. <laughs> I mean, like, things like this, if, if this is what continued happening, mm-hmm. then I mean, I could see it building up over the years and eventually making that a necessary step. But as I said, I think the green book probably is what allowed them to delay it for so long. <laughs> I would say it's certainly a factor. Yeah. I mean, it would be one of the things. So I feel like it was, I mean, because I know it happens, obviously it was imminent, but I think it was imminent to begin with. Um, they seem like, in general, they don't want to be tied down to anybody else. And, you know, it just makes sense for them to have done it eventually. <laughs> if one not of, now. <laughs> so one of the things that we'll see, and, and I'll, I'll bring this up now. Sure. Many times, members of Psychopathic Records are rarely featured on other people's work. Hmm. Um... Unless it is somebody very specific. Um, I I wanted to, at some point, I don't know when it would be, um, do an episode all about guest features. Okay. Um, Where, like, ICP has worked with the Cottonmouth Kings a handful of times. Sure. Um, So I'd like to talk about those tracks. Um, You know, uh, Balaji Dead Homie did did a track um, with ABK. Just once or twice with uh, with Big B um, in two thousand seven. So I I do want to like talk about those just because they're a lot of the songs are actually really cool. But it seems like for a while they were only doing these extra tracks or these guest features with specific people, i.e. Suburban Noise Records, which was Cottonmouth Kings, um, and occasionally Strange Music. But most of the time, these Strange Music ones were not on Strange Music's releases. They would be people from Strange on Psychopathic, but, like, ICP and Tech 9 have done two songs together. Yeah. They're not featured on Strange Music. <laughs> uh, ICP have been featured on... Um, Old Dirty Bastard. He, they were on ODB's I, one album. I know that. And, well, two versions of the same song on his album, which ICP apparently forgot about. It's, it's fucking terrible. It's stupid. But anyways... Um, like ICP was featured on another artist on Strange. They've never been featured on Tech Nine's album. <laughs> like specifically, there are people who just they can't get on Tech Nine's main album, and it's just fucking crazy to me. But what what I'm saying is, is it just seemed like they were kind of I don't want to say pigeonholed, but only allowed to work with these specific people. These specific people from Suburban Noise Records. These specific people from Strange Music. But no one else. There's a track that comes out in, I want to say it's 2009 or 2010 
that uh, Twisted is featured on, and it's by the group uh, DWB, Dirty White Boys. It was featured on some kind of mixtape, and Monoxide does like a intro on it, like a spoken intro. Yeah. But then him and Madrox do verses on it. It's a fucking cool song. Nice. And it never got released. Like, it was just put out online, but it never got an actual release somewhere. Then, a couple years later, a CD comes out by DWB, and that song, as well as a remix of it, are on there. This is after Twisted had left Psychopathic. Uh, and I heard on Fago Lovers, because I had mentioned something about it, and one of the members from DWB had said that something behind the scenes prevented them from putting out the track. Mm. Twisted Leaf Psychopathic, track is out. Yeah. And it makes me wonder if Violent J, which, sorry, J runs everything at Psychopathic. I don't think Billy Bill was saying, no, don't put this out. Yeah. I think that Violent J was saying, no, that's not the style that we generally do. Don't put it out. That sounds stupid. But also kind of sounds like a J thing to do. It's very violent. Nowadays, Twisted does a lot of fucking features for people. People that I've never fucking heard of. <laughs> Legit. Yeah. And obviously, you know, people get paid to, to do the features or whatever. Yeah. So if a, if a rapper has set aside, like, three grand or whatever the fuck it costs for Monoxide Child to do a verse, good for you. Yeah. You can get a good verse for that and help out your track and get some listens or whatever. Yeah. Fucking cool. And props for to them sure. for allowing it to happen. Yeah. So that's the thing. Where it makes me wonder now if they were held back from being able to work with more talent. Okay. Possibly, yeah. uh, you know, aside from the 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 seemingly go-to people. Right. Okay. So, I don't know. Again, this is me speculating. I don't know. We'll get to it more on in the future. Speculation. Purely speculation. I love when Valjay says that. It's purely speculation. I love that phrase. <laughs> At any time somebody says that to me, I just laugh every time. <laughs> it's purely speculation. So, I, I don't know. Well, we'll get to it eventually. And when we talk about the Green Book, which seemingly would be next episode, I don't think that we're going to talk about Purple Show. Unless you guys really want us to, but it's probably not going to happen right now. Plenty of time to figure it out. We can, you know what? Actually, they don't, because we have already recorded it. Exactly. (laughs) So if you want us to go back and talk about Purple Show... We'll do it. We'll do it. If you want us to talk about Shockumentary that came out in 1998... That's the that's the sh- we could we could throw it in anytime. We literally can. Do we did big money hustlers after it would have already been done. So fuck it, you know. Yeah, I don't really have to do any editing for this. No, it's literally <laughs> just us sitting there and we just chat it up. Yeah, you know. I only have to watch a thing a bunch of times you to just, figure out what to say. <laughs> whenever we, the thing is though, is whenever we do get some of these projects, I kind of just want it to be like, no, we're just gonna watch it and then first things. I, I like to know things. I know depending that you on do, what it is, but that's the thing. Like big money hustlers, I wanted to know hustlers, I wanted, I wanted yes, rustlers, yes, yeah. But when we get to like, if we, uh, it would be uh, in the year of two thousand seven, is the psychopathic the videos DVD? That's different. Not gonna force you to sit down because there's a lot of videos on that first DVD. Yeah. So that would be a cool, like, okay, let's just watch it and then just go off the dome. Yeah. Like, fuck it. Yeah, There's also two hidden videos. hidden videos on there. I don't know how we're going to be able to do it on the uh, on the computer. 
or whatever. I mean, there's two hidden videos that you have to um, mess with, like the arrow buttons or whatever, on a DVD oh, controller, and I can't remember how to fucking do them. <laughs> work with that. So no we'll 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 fuck with it and figure it out. But hey. We'll get there when we get there. I think that that would actually be next year. But we had a lot of a lot of stuff at the end of this because I mean it's a short album again. There's nothing on it really. Yeah, I'm sorry. But, uh, we we still ca- we carry on as we do. There's still a lot to talk about just because it's twisted and the things that were spoken of in that interview. But uh, that's it more or less. Yeah, yeah. That's for the fam. That's for the fam. What's what's your what's your one track? Gravy boat. Gravy boat. <laughs> Light and truth. Gravy boats. Yeah. Twist it, creamy boots. <laughs> Light and truths. <laughs> Light so, yeah. and truths. You know where to find us. You can we hit us up on all our social media. We have a Facebook. Juggalo Judgment. We got a Twitter. At Juggalo Judgment. We got an Instagram. Juggalo Judgment. We have email. Juggalo Judgment at gmail.com. We also have our own social medias. I am at Mike Spawn the SEJ. I am at Schmeeve. If you want to hit us up, uh, I also have a personal Instagram where all I do is sing in the car and, and occasionally and it's no Juggalo what. stuff. It's straight as Juggalo. You can hit that up as well. I also have an Instagram that I don't, don't do anything. Never touch. Insta Schmeeve. Yeah, I think some of your last pictures were of you at the zoo. Yeah, there's, uh, there's the um, <laughs> the one in in the place, St. Louis. Oh, okay. Uh, I like zoos. Uh, uh, my brother's place. I like zoos. What's your favorite zoo animal to see? I don't know, man. I just, I just like them. Zoos, <laughs> zoos are cool. It depends on the animal. I dig our zoo because we have a pretty okay aquarium in it. Aquariums are nice. I love the aquarium. I, I like seeing sharks. I just like watching them swim. Like, that's calming. <laughs> I don't want to be in there with the sharks. <laughs> but it's calming to just see them just do their thing. I like aquariums because I think, like, they're where the animals are least kept under sedation all the time. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, they're, like, they're, they're still... The bigger ones, I still feel bad because I'm like, you need room, man. But the smaller fishies, they don't fucking know. <laughs> I like turtles. Turtles rule. Oh, the pe- the penguin exhibit in ours is is pretty yeah. cool, actually. I was like, I like really concerned last time that I went, right? Because uh, in the sea turtle one, uh-huh. uh there was one that was just in its shell underwater. It's just oh. sitting there, oh. and the other one was like popping up to the surface and swimming back down near it, and just kind of yeah. like hanging out and stuff. I'm like, oh no, oh no. And I did a quick look up, and I was like, oh, sea turtles can literally hold their breath for. Hours. Oh, okay. They can go. They can last hours underwater. Oh, like, so we we're just super concerned that there was at, a dead sea turtle. Yeah, like at they rest, were just chilling. At rest, they can last like four hours underwater. Oh, they can shit. sleep underwater. Oh, it's shit. not a big deal to I, sea turtles. They I legit didn't know that. It ain't shit. Wow, look at you learning shit on Juggalo Judgment. So yeah, that's that's what we're here for. With that important <laughs> lesson, I think it's about time that we sign off in the traditional fashion. And have finish your fake. Oh, that's what we do. Okay. <sighs> Delicious. Delicious. Yeah!
everyone, y'all. In the city. Oh, oh. Ooh, ooh. Hey, hey. Oh. <laughs> Have a good one, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I played the original one. <laughs>